Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, press play. I'm going to do the rest. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcast that asks, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble with getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? It's uh, time for sleep. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, we do it with a little bit of forgetfulness, but particularly with the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you could set a de- set aside whatever's keeping you awake, uh, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, physical feelings, uh, f- or physical, you know, emotional feelings, uh, thoughts or feelings, uh, sensations. You know, noise in the bedroom, noise outside the bedroom. Uh, maybe you work during, you know, you sleep during the day, you work at night. You know, maybe, I don't know if Chris Kringle tunes into podcasts, but holy cow, somebody get a, you know, hopefully Santa's not using like one of those Sony uh, sport Walkmans or something. Uh, ideally, I, I hope not. Uh, like somebody gets, like Santa, some, like uh, something to listen, you know, with the, you know, there's no, you'd need headphones, but then I don't know if you'd be like how Santa communicates with the reindeer to begin with and the elves. I mean, at this point, because you, you probably, like, oh, there's a lot of wind noise up there. Anyway, I don't know why this, this episode would come up. These questions should have been answered Christmas night scoots. Well, uh, let's see. We're trying to create a safe place where you can, I'm going to do, we do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is get them in safe place. Uh, what I'm going to do is create creative sleepers. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones. That's what I was going to say. Creaky, dulcet tones as well. Lay- layered, you know, and sandwiched with, uh, you know, extra words. You know, extra word sandwich. Sleep with me. The extra word sandwich. Uh, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. Uh, and you see, what is it? Okay, let's back up, Scoot. Let's back up, Scoots. Let's slow it down. Thanks, thanks, internal coach. Hey, internal coach, I've never really had much contact with you because you never, you know, me and authority figures. Well, no, we're not. I'm not your internal coach in an authority way, Scoots. I'm your inter. Okay, maybe this is getting weirder. Than- I was going to interview you for the intro and say, hey, internal coach, what's this? What do we mean by safe place? What does that mean? What's that all about? Or what do you think it means? Can you tell me in your own words, internal coach? Sure, Scoots. Yeah, I'm your internal coach here. Also, uh, you know, I know we haven't had much contact. I haven't been able to do much. You're not coachable. I know that term's been used. Anyway, coach, could you answer that question? Let's not get too personal here. Oh, sure. What What's the safe place? Well, there's a lot of aspects of this podcast's uh, safe place. One is that listeners are under no pressure to fall asleep. They could fall asleep whenever they want. Because you make the shows an hour, you know, they could fall asleep right now or right around now, or they could be drifting off and, and then they fall asleep 20 minutes from now. Or we both know, Scooter, 
Oh, hold on. I don't mean to interrupt you. No wonder your scooter's internal coach. That's why I said internal coach. I've never heard of this thing. Uh, oh, because you're okay. That makes sense. Drew doesn't have an internal coach. Scooter does. That's right, Scoots. Okay, so sorry, because I was saying, you know, that's what it, you know, I, I didn't think I was that adjusted that I had an internal. Well, you don't. No, no, no. Just, you know, okay, that it is awkward. I shouldn't have brought that up. I don't know. If I live in a safe place, do I get an internal coach? What's that process like? Is it, can I do, can I, can I interview internal coaches and fire them, you know, and say, no, no, this isn't going to work out. You're way too authority, way too much of a coach. I'm, I'm, I prefer an intern, intern, internal coach. Okay, Scooter, let me get back to the, oh, sorry, I'll let you two handle it. Sorry, got, got producer Drew coming in here. Sorry, sorry, new listeners, I try to explain what's happening. Multiple personnel, you know, uh, but anyway, what we, yeah, let's get back to the internal coach thing. Way more comforting, Scoots. Well, we, what I was saying before that person interrupted us is we both know, and he also knows, Drew knows this too, is that some listeners listen the whole time because they say, well, that's my boyfriend. I just want to hang with my boyfriend. Just like Drew used to do with Dr. Demento and say, well, I don't want to think about that. I can't sleep. I just want to listen to somebody ramble and be a little goofy. So people are under no pressure to sleep, but they're under no pressure to listen either. So that's one aspect about the safe place. The other thing is that you strive to keep the safe place beyond the binary where all are welcome. And that we're encouraged to stretch open, you know, and say, well, she's like, come on in. Beyond the binary has much deeper meaning now. But it's important to remember everybody's welcome here, especially you that are listening right now. And all those other parts of you that you say, well, sometimes, you know, I, you know, the, the the lesser coaches. Okay, that was a great job answering that question, Coach. Um, so that's one aspect. So, yeah, we tried to create a safe place. Another thing, Coach, I noticed you didn't mention was you're supposed to feel welcome. Maybe that's the, maybe you did say that and I wasn't listening. But you said I didn't need to listen either. So I said, well, I'm not going to listen to even my, that's another thing about this podcast. I don't let, you know, non- you know, I'll have audible internal dialogue that I don't listen to. And I think that's a common thing. If you slow down and think about it, a lot of times that's what where the trouble crops up at bedtime. Because during the day, at least for me, a lot of this internal dialogue, it is audible, unfortunately. But, it, you know, when with the daytime stuff, I can tune it out or I can listen to a podcast uh, do work or procrastinate, you know, try to do work and procrastinate or imagine, you know, perfect outcomes and, you know, not so perfect outcomes. And then, you know, I don't really get caught up in that uh, audible internal dialogue until bedtime. And it gets all quiet. And I know tonight when my head hits the pillow after about four or five minutes, I'll say, huh, why don't I have it? How does that work? There's a part of me. So there's a figment within a figment of my imagination that has an internal coach, but that's walled off somehow. So why don't I have an internal coach? Well, that's strange. Uh, but then that part of me will say, well, Scoots, you know, you and authority, it's just a, you have the blanket, you know, you just have, you can't. And I say, right, me and authority, it, it is a weird thing. And this is a, not joking. 
I think we all have our really deep notches. And for me, authority figures is one of those things that have a really deep notch. And as soon as I put that projection on someone, not necessarily fair, like an internal coach, they're just trying to do the best job they can. Uh, but once that label gets put on it for me, oh boy, yeah, I can't even, you know, you know, some of those, uh, whatever subspace behaviors, I don't know what you call it, where you just start doing stuff. You say, why did you pour soapy water on? Well, you're an internal coach. I was just trying to, well, were you trying to make me slip? No, 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 not at all. I was trying to make sure the floor was clean. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Sorry about that. I guess I was trying to trip up my internal. Anyway, uh, so whether you got, you know, whether you don't have enough internal coaches or you got internal authority issues, external authority issues, you know, maybe you got authority base. You know, maybe you were throwing. I mean, I've done this, so this is this isn't on you. But what if you were throwing your authority around, and then you get well? Then you got authority based shame. So why were you throwing your authority around today? Well, my job we have authority hat day, and I had to wear it was the day I had to wear the authority hat. So that's why I was. It was my job today at work. Where do you work exactly? A subset of Scrooge Brain, I'm internal coach number 44. Okay, let me get back to the podcast. Uh, sorry, I got too deep within my brain there. If you're new here, podcast's a little different. There's another warning. A little bit strange. It's meant to give you the giggle spritz, which is like a little spray, much like they have a bedtime sprays. This one is just, you know, I say it and I spray it. Uh, giggle spritz. Maybe that'll be one of our campaigns for giggle spritz once I invent it. Say it and spray it. Uh, giggle spritz. But that just means it's a you. You don't quite giggle. You say, "Well, she's <laughs> scooter." Uh, to meant to do, you know, the whole idea or whole thing with this podcast is to make bedtime less arduous. And maybe at the highest edge of my striving. Uh, for those people I can impact to say, wow, I'm looking forward to bedtime now. Those giggle spritzes. And once Scooter started selling those giggle spritzers for $20 a bottle, you know, that went a little far. But, you know, everybody's got to make a dollar. Giggle, giggle spritzers. Three fresh flavors. Uh, you know, start your delivery soon. Uh, giggle spritzers. The drink that accompanies the podcast that puts you to sleep, giggle spritzers. You don't even think I can be, but anyway, if you're new here, it's different, but it's meant to say to, to lower the ard, you know, to de ardor, ardor, de ardor. Isn't that a, isn't that a, a cologne or a champagne or perfume? Ardor, do anyway. Uh, if you're new here, you know, give it a few tries. If you're skeptical, t- totally understand. That makes total sense. No joke, you know. Uh, but give it a couple tries. A lot of people report after two or three times, you know, you know, the, the, the parts of me that wear thin, you know, you, then you just fall asleep. Uh, but, the, you know, you're under no pressure to listen. You're under no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here for an hour. The way the podcast works, it has a long intro. We're on the tail end of that, thank goodness. Then we'll have a setup, and then we'll have our story. And we capped that off with some thank yous. But always the main message is, I'm so glad you're here. 
If you're new, I appreciate you taking the time to test this show out. I really hope, and I really yearn, and I really, really, and I know this sounds, if you're new here, this definitely sounds wacky. I really, really work hard at this podcast to help you fall asleep because I've been there. So thanks for coming by. All right, hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Nuns in Space, our, seri- or our episodic series. This is going to be the last episode for a little while. I think I'm not positive because I actually don't have a have a, like uh, I just feel like it's time for a break and I don't actually have something in the pending weeks. Probably before you hear this, I'll be working hard to try to. I mean, I think I know what we're gonna do next, but I'm not positive when I'm recording this. Uh, but uh, you know, we'll see. I guess that that would be that that that's that's what we'll see. And so. Uh, yeah, it, 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 not, not exactly. I guess I'm now letting my own personal feelings. So this will be the last episode for a while. I've had great pleasure bringing you this episodic series. If this is your first episode, it's episodic. So you really, here's what you need to know. It takes place in outer space. Not quite as good as Star Trek, uh, but not quite as uh, cool as, uh, as Firefly. Uh, but in a, you know those all, all those sh- do share qualities of outer space and spaceships is how you travel in outer space. So that do, does happen in this show. On the ship is Scoots Scooter, uh, in, in, in charge of the ship, and Scooter's right hand best friend and software interface is Stan. And the crew, ship is crewed by the nuns from Scooter's childhood. So you could listen to this episode, and then you can go back and check out the other ones. Most of them are episodic, other than the first three or four were kind of like a pilot. And, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, nuns in space, and uh, that, that's about it. Uh, and, and thanks for being along for the ride so far. And here, my friend, was, this is the last episode of nuns in space. Yeah, Antonio, for a little while, I want to give you a break. You know, the holiday season's coming up, and... You don't want to keep it fresh. Oh, well, you could have told me. I, I was planning a vacation. Okay, well, don't worry. Vacate. Where are you going? Maybe, maybe we could plan something together, <laughs> my friend. Okay. As the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, and the friends beyond the binary, remember... You're all welcome and loved here. So welcome and be loved here for another episode of The Nuns in a space. And we'll see you soon, my friends. My friends, what are we going to Don't worry, Antonio. What I'm working on next, you you were already in. Oh. Uh, but you don't sound... Well, I don't have anything written yet before because this is a train and I'm always moving on the train and right. Oh, I know, my friend. I don't know how you do it. Oh, thanks, Antonio. Okay, Antonio, we got, okay, nuns in space, everybody. Uh, hey, pen pal, it's me, your, your, your pen pal. <laughs> Surprise. And uh, pen pal, you know, uh, pen pal, messaging you in a little message. You know, I started to look at the, this is a positive way. This is a loaded word, but I'm going to say a pen pal. It's a J word, jobs, job. You know, he's looked at these messages to you like a job, but not a job that's a chore. 
but a job I'm committed to, pen pal. That's why I've consistently kept kept in touch with you. Because uh, it's like a J-O-B. I don't know what J-O-B stands for. People say it's a job. J-O-B. Job. Just obligated to benefit you, pen pal. And, and of course, myself. Just obligated benefit. Something. Should be something about be getting paid. But not all jobs you get paid in money or credits. You know, whatever they call it now. Uh, you know, you get paid for you and... Uh, I think there's probably a good amount of hormones that get released when I talk to you, pen pal. Ideally, when you listen, there's less hormone. Do hormones hormones secrete, right, pen pal? Right, right. I don't know either. Maybe you do, but you're, you know, this is a one-way communication. Anyway, pen. Speaking of pen. Speaking of jobs, uh, I don't know if the, do they still call it that or occupation or I do, 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 do other vocabulary word, you know, someplace you do work, you do for compensation. And, uh, like when, when I was on earth, when I was earthbound pen pal, I, I never had problem keeping a job, but I had problems staying at jobs just cause I said, well, what am I going to do with my life? And then I would go and it would work somewhere, and then longer than short time. I I never was thrifty in my commitment. Usually over overstaying my welcome, Ben Pal. You know me well enough to know that. But even overstaying my internal welcome that said, "Hey, we should have been." At. But anyway, Ben Pal, uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, like, but jobs, you get a job, and you sometimes you get it on the entry level. And then you work your way up, and that's called a promotion. Or they kind of refined it, and then you, like you, like then I worked at a job that was clear where I worked for the government, and they said, "Well, this is your job title, and you could instead of the, the, getting a promotion, you would go up. Uh, I think it was every fifteen hundred hours or something like that." until you could go up five times, so you would get a raise, essentially. But then once you hit the five times, you were kind of stuck. And I think, of the, the, like, in my world, that was, like, a lot of people's situation, metaphorically and actually. Uh, but usually you try to get a, you know, promotion, or they call it a pay, I think pay scales, that was another thing. There was, like, inequities with, with how every, everyone didn't get paid equally. And not, not everybody got paid enough. I think that's a pretty consensus basis. Just pay that, pay everybody more, but equal, you know, balance it back out too. So, Pempe, I don't know if you're familiar with any of that stuff. Uh, I tried to be honest, Pempe. I tried to tune it all out. But, you know, don't tune this out, Penpal. I guess I'm writing, sending, because I got a promote. I have a promotion. As you may or may not know, on the Monte Carmelo, the ship that we're on here with the sisters, at one point I was just a, a harbor pilot. You know, I was supposed to bring it through the cloud that separated Earth with the outer space. And then when we got stuck in the cloud, I became quartermaster. Which, as far as I could tell, and I have, I guess I haven't really looked it up at all. There's like the captain and the quartermaster, and you know when it comes to getting even, I think even in getting paid, I think maybe the, the, there's not going to be any pay with this one. 
Though we have, you know, I did do, I think we earned some money or did I lose that? But so like, uh, the, the, the uh, there's way, what was going to say? So the captain, the quartermaster is kind of in, in charge of everything in normal times. And then the captain's in charge, at least by this structure. And it's pretty rigid because the computer just knows. And then you're pretty, probably pretty familiar because of my other messages, unless you're listening to this one first, that, uh, you know, one of the sisters is captain, but only in battle situations does the captain take control of the ship. And so, uh, like, the quartermaster's in charge. That's me. But then if there's a battle situation, I'm not in charge. And the sisters don't like the idea of me being quartermaster. Is it half master? And I'm, I think I'm a quartermaster. You know, they've been calling me, you know, they say stuff like 16th. And one seven, you know, they try to use the odd numbers. They, you know, one seventeenth master. But uh, you know, I've kind of taken over the captain's duties. But the sisters, they've been trying to spring tricks on me so that we'd be in a battle situation, and then they could take over the ship, and you know, ideally be rid of me. But you know, they really know. Uh, but when you know that uh, pen pal, there was this planet that got a hold of a lot of cartoon Earth cartoons, and they were. I don't know if you heard about the great uh, faux faux pen pal faux Voltron incident, but they got a lot, me a lot of attention in the universe uh, for exposing that, and it, you know it was a pretty boring story. I won't I won't tell you now. Uh, but and then we got a call from whatever the. I, I, it was too many letters. I said, just why would you pick an acronym with more than three letters? J-O-B, there's your acronym, job. But so whatever the sisters, and this is like one of the overseeing space agencies, but it's like Soupstone or something. So space, uh, Soupstone, I don't know. I said, that's, I, I said, I stopped listening after Soup. I said, maybe Soup is space. Or SO, Space Organization of Universes and Planets. There it goes. It was, you know, something like that. Soup stone. Maybe a stone soup. I mean, that would make sense, but, but then I'd be like, well, it's not very authoritative. Neither, you know, soup is just not an authoritative thing, pen pal. I mean, there's soup authorities, and they're like, oh, this is a, you know, if you're having a soup. But anyway, I'm not here, neither, maybe that's not an acronym. Maybe I just acronized, acronymed it. I said, well, what, what were you, I tuned it out. I said, what was the name of your organization? It's blah, 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 blah. Oh, Soupstone. No, it's blah, 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 blah. Right, Stones, is it Stones? Wait, can you say it again slower? Space? Stone Soup. Soups. I think it's Soupstone, though. But maybe I did acronym it. But anyway, that's the big. That's one of the big organizations, and sisters work for some part of it. I think I don't like clearly. They, I, you, you, I said you had me at Soupstone and promotion. So at the after the faux Voltron thing, they decided, and I guess they get you know there was other reports they did because the computer told on them not Stan, right Stan. Scooter, scooter. No, no, no. The computer had submits reports, uh, subspace. Yes, computer told on the sisters, scooter. And so we're flying to these head, the headquarters, Soupstone Central, Soupstone 
No, no. I wonder if it's a stone plant. I think it's a space station. Stan, I know. I'm just, I don't, I don't know. For, don't worry about Stan. But so, uh, like, I'm going to become command, like, because there's captain and there's quartermaster. I did not realize there's a commander. Or, or like, it's something higher. Because, uh, you know, I guess it's different than Star Trek, because that's where I'm getting mixed up, because it's a lieutenant commander. With Captain Picard, but I guess in their world, obviously you need to do checks and balances, like the captain and the quartermaster in this world. You know, it's not as perfect as Star Trek, probably because I don't think they have like a like a what do you call that academy. I don't think the sisters went through any academy. If they did, they didn't have any classes on uh, common common de- course course on common decency. But so the good news, Ben Pal, is I'm going to be commander of the Natchez. And also the great news is I'm going to have a new crew. The sisters are out. And you got to look over the, I tried to look over the contract, but it was too small a print. And Stan said, Stan said, I'm not a legal advisor. But I said, Stan, can't you like check in with the legal? I don't, and, but so I think, so I'm going to be commander I'm going to continue the mission uh, for a while. I uh, get a commendation. I find out some some of this, what, what the plan. I guess I don't really know any of the details, and they said they can't, you know, even encrypted stuff. So I'm going to find out the secret stuff. Also, get rid of the sisters, the the new crew, and I'll be commander. So I actually, instead of quartermaster quarters. Where I kind of I don't actually keep it nice in case the captain it becomes captain's quarters in the office. Like I, like I'll be the commander, so it'd be like no 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 this isn't the quarter. I'll, I'll probably still call it the quartermaster quarters, commanded by the commander. That's probably what I call it. But yeah, so I'll be in total charge of the ship, you know, with Stan, in the ship's computer, and then you know I guess I'll have a number one. So that's all great, especially because I'll know what we're supposed to be doing, like other than following Trails of Delusion. I mean, in the sisters, uh, their reaction is a combination of joy and dismay and frustration and disappointment, irritation with me, usual stuff. But dismay is a little bit new, and and I guess they're mixed feelings, I'd say. I think those are mixed feelings. So, oh, sorry, Penbell, I'm getting... Stan, you, you got anything on... Oh, sorry, Penbell, I don't mean to interrupt. Stan, you got anything on the ship's sensors? I'm really getting a piercing delusion. Uh, it's not an ache, it's a... Del- Stan, you got anything? Scooter, uh, sensors... Uh, our ETA is about forty-six minutes. Scooter, oh, thanks for putting that in minutes, Stan. So, to the is it what times are what times my commendation and promotion ceremony? Scooter, you said you like to be a half hour early, so it's in about an hour and fifteen minutes. Oh, great! So we'll be there a half hour early. Scooter, yeah, we'll be. That's just the estimated time. I'll make sure we're there a half hour early. Oh, well, st- I don't know, Stan, hold on. C- can you, uh, we could, we could, be- I don't know, I'm picking up a pretty big, a huge delusion, Stan. This one is big. I got to sit down here. Call call the sisters to the bridge. Scooter, the sisters are on the bridge the whole time listening to you. Oh, hey, sisters. <laughs> a little excited about that promotion. 
Okay, I'm getting a heavy stand. Come, come to full stop. Uh, whoa, this is a powerful, powerful delusion. What's that, Sister Leanne? Yeah, I know we got to get to Soupstone Central, but uh, did you say that or did I think that? Any, we, this delusion is intense. This is an intense one. It feels like, uh, I mean, no, sister. Thank, 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 thank you, sister. Okay, Sister Bernice, you say that I'm just scared for promotion. No, no, no. It's not fear. I mean, I feel fear. A delusion and fear in totally different somatic areas, sister. I don't mean to drop any knowledge on you, but I just did. That's the kind of thing I'm going to be doing as commander. That's Sorry, sister. I know I'm not commander right now. I'm not even commander of my own feelings. But I'm, you know, more obviously so other people believe I, you know, Soupstone does believe that. And I think I just, anyway, seriously, they're, they're really in different body areas uh, for me. So it's not fear. It's a, oh, this one's a big one. This, this is a Stan, um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's, uh, let me think. Sisters, can you load up the optics? I'm sorry, Sister Ellen. What what is it? Uh, they we, we get a 30 minute window of extra time. We'll just jump and check on this delusion, and then we'll get back to the uh, ceremony. Don't worry. I realize you you yeah. I realize you are you are you sisters going to be reassigned or? But anyway, it's not my business. It's not my business. Asset. So Stan. Uh, can you do the thing where you set the coordinates where the, this is where, right where I'm facing here or my scooter, I'm following it. Okay. Cause let's just jump there. I'm estimating, see what I'm doing with my, my, like, see, scooter, I, I can read you. I can read you. Okay. And then sisters, can you set up the, uh, okay. We're jumped. Scooter, you know, we don't, I know it just jumps easier for me right now. Just please. Okay. Okay, see, Sand, do you detect any ships in the area? Scooter, we're facing. It's, it's, we might be able to pick it up on the optics. Okay, so, uh, Sister Lane, can you head up to the optics? I know, I, I realize this. I, I can hear you, Sister Caroline. Uh, I, the, the, I know that Sue Stone does not look, they fr- greatly frown on untimeliness. That's why I'm, I'm timely. I'm a buffoon in many situations, uh, but when it comes to, to being on time, my obligation, you know, I'm, I'm usually pretty on time. No, no, I'm, I'm not avoiding it. This is, there's a ship, Stan, you're trailing the ship, right? Scooter, we're trailing the ship. Sister's booting up the optics. I mean, the, uh, anyway, so it's not an avoidance thing. Don't worry, we'll be on time for the changing of the guard or whatever. No, I'm not avoiding it. Actually, I'm looking forward to having a life, you know, this imagined life, like going into a future nostalgia where I'm in charge of the ship and I have a crew that respects me and treats me with dignity and follows my commands and, you know, I'm, in, I'm commander of my emotions. And it'll be like I'm returning to a new life I never had. And they realize that's some distance in there, sister, so you can smirk all you wish. But this delusion, oh boy. Okay, what do we got on the optics? Okay, so it's a tow ship and it's towing something, okay? And 
Well, how's it moving that fast? Well, how's it moving that fast? Oh, boy. Stan, can you match speed? Uh, scooter, I'm on it, but uh, Scooter, the ship is moving uh, very quickly. Okay, so uh, it, 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 is, it, is it detected that we're following it yet, Stan? Uh, scooter was still scooter. No, I don't think they they. Uh, scooter, I'm not sure. It's been it's been moving that fast since we got here. Okay, Sister Leanne, before just in case, do, 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 see if you could get in. And what's it towing? A ship. Okay, what class ship? Oh boy, everybody sit. To, okay. Okay, we'll keep an eye on the ship. How? Okay, just still, still at a. We're still stand. See if you can pick up so sister can get a better view of the ship. She's saying it's the same class as this one, uh, which is the same class as the Monte Carmelo. Oh boy, oh, that's our ship. Whoops, I mean the Nichez is the same class, right, sister? Well, thanks for correcting me. It really wasn't necessary, but clearly. You know, the command structure around here. Anyway, okay, sister, Stan, how... Scooter, we're still trying to get closer. Uh, sisters, why don't you go up there and help on the... Like, see you, see you. Okay, wait a second. It could, it could be the Nichez. What's your certainty level? I'm sorry, what what class are these ships? I can never say that. Is that a silent D? The Vor... The Vor... Like the, the conductor? Vor... Okay, never mind. It's the same class. Okay, is there any carbon scoring on there? I always like to check for carbon scoring. There's okay, okay. Stan, check the computers for any uh, images on the Nichez uh, that would uh, distinctive images. Okay, something we could see at this distance. Oh, really? It's got a red dot. Okay, that's perfect. Sister, sister, see if you could get into the the fin. What is that called? The tail? It's not called tail fin. Well, the tail fin. Okay, she's trying to... Stan, try to stabilize the ship. Scooter, it's interference between... Oh, scooter, uh, hold, hold on, Stan. One second. Sister Leanne, did you see... You think you saw something red on the tail Tail. What do you mean you can't see it anymore? Stan, what does she mean to you? Scooter, the, the ship and, and the ship it was towing went cloaked. Okay, well, that's their mistake, Stan, right? Because we we can still find... Okay, I can. I mean, I can sense it right, right out there. I can't sense the red dot. Uh, sister, why don't you... Sister, why don't you come down here? Okay, Stan, uh, keep following the ship. I, I think uh, right where I'm pointing... Right where I'm pointing, Stan, is uh, where the ship's going. I got a feeling they saw our taillights or our front light, you know, our head, because we, we, you know, we've always dreamed about tailing things, but this is, uh, it's an as easy as it, 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 it so, but it doesn't matter because they, they, I don't think we should do, should we, I guess it'd be more ominous if we follow them, even though they're cloaked. So let's just keep it up, Stan. Okay, sister, why don't you go back up there and, uh, sister, why don't you go back up there and, and train the optics on the lat, like keep them at the same angle in case they come out of cloaking, because we're not going to, Stan, why don't you pick up, can we, can we close a little distance between us and the ship? Scooter, I don't know. Uh, okay, can, I think we're, okay, just pick up, max, maximize our speed, Stan. Okay, Scooter. Okay, I think we are picking up. We, yeah, okay, we're closing the distance. This is good. This is good.
Good thing I stuck my head in that, uh, what was they called? A, a, a planetary collider, huh, sisters? This is a great, really, uh, I mean, this is command, command, command level commanding. I don't remember any, I'm, I'm detecting a cloaked ship. It's a good thing I can't be weaponized, uh, you know, effectively, efficiently. Hopefully I don't fall into the wrong hands, huh, sister? Like the hands of a crew that respects me. Maybe this is the ultimate checks and balances. Anyway, okay, Stan, how are we looking? Uh, Scooter, just a reminder, we, we have a few minutes before we're going to have to jump. Uh, not Scooter, we don't have much time before we'd have to get, get head to your ceremony. Oh, boy. So what do we got, about 10, 15 minutes? I'm good at telling time, Sam. We got about 10 or 15 minutes, right? Cause we, can you chart a course so we could jump a little bit closer? Scooter, the maximum time we've we've used fifteen minutes of you. So we okay, that's that's fine, Stan. We'll 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 do it. I mean, they might maybe you should send a message ahead to double see if they got two commendations in there. You think it'll be like? Will I get something put around my neck? I hope it's not a soup stone because I don't know what the, like is that for making stone soup? That would mean I would be. Anyway, that, that that's a real question, though. I guess it could be a warming. You know, I could put a stone in to warm the soup. Do people do that? Artisanal soup warming by stone. Stan, if we go back to Earth, that's what we'll, that's our business. We'll open up. But yeah, just stay on course. Sooner or later, they will like. Uh, we're headed away from the um, where we need to. That's fine, though. That that uh. Like, Stan, do you think they have the inability to, like, do any, they, they can only, they're only heading on propulsion power or whatever we call it, you know, jet stuff. Scooter, yeah, for some reason they have an inability to to, to, to bend or jump or whatever drive they have on that uh, tow ship. Scooter, the, the ship's computer's telling me that traditionally, very similar uh, to your job, where you would drive things just to, from one place to another within a short distance between Earth and uh, but uh, Bengal Tiger Station or whatever. Uh, th- these tow ships aren't designed for, uh, so it must be headed somewhere local. All right, so it's perfect. Uh, uh, so we keep, why don't we get even closer then? Because uh, Scooter's coming out of cloak. Perfect timing. Okay, great. Uh, sister, you ready up there? Uh, hopefully. Uh, okay, and I hear Scooter, uh, there's an incoming beam headed towards the ship. Okay, it's headed. Oh, it's just it. It's headed right at me, Stan. Hey, hey pen pal, it's me. I just inter- I just had to do p- p- plug in here because uh, this is later. That was like one second, huh, pen pal? But oh boy, no reason to worry because I get hit by a beam and now I'm talking to you. So obviously everything's great. At the time it wasn't though. What happened was I'll get right to it, pen pal. Uh, But I'm, you know, don't I I sound almost the same? Uh, But what happened was the beam hit me and it must have been some sort of uh, a beam where I couldn't move anymore. Except, well, you'll learn in a, a minute. And so I was stuck... And then the ship went cloaked again, of course, this tow ship. At the same time, uh, Sister Leanne, I could hear everything. I was, I was aware of everything that was happening. I just couldn't move anything. It wasn't cold, though, Pen Pal. I could still feel the climate controls. 
and I could still feel my feel everything. I just couldn't move. It was some sort of you know beam, you know stasis beam, I guess. Though I don't think I was any, anyway pen pal. I was hit by that. Only me. And at first the sisters, no one knew, and then then they said, "Are you in a trance?" And I couldn't blink my eyes, but I could move them, uh, which mean meant a lot of tears, you know, no more, more, and more tears. But so, but Sister Leanne confirmed that, that the, the ship did have the red mark on the tail, and there was pictures taken because we got close enough. And the sisters, they spent most of the time uh, confirming that 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 that, that was the Nichez being towed by the ship that we had been, and I was feeling the piercing, piercing delusions. And so they were immediately excited and immediately crestfallen because we couldn't be. Stan and the ship's computer and the sisters, Stan just headed in the same direction. And very clearly, quickly, quickly and clearly, the sisters were like, oh no, we have the Nichez and we'd lost it due to this cloaking. Oh, PayPal, pal, by the way, cloaking means like stealth, like invisibility. Just in case you didn't know that, I, I probably should have told you that earlier. Still there, but you can't see it, or even the sensors can't detect it, all, all of them. Uh, different ways to do that, just like different ways to travel between universes at very high speeds. More than one way to claim, climb the cl- cl- cloaking mountain as a, uh, the competitive companies like to say at first um anyway pen pal you just you might say oh what is i don't want to get into the socioeconomics of cloaking technology but basically it comes down to the adoption was based on the availability of minerals uh and elements that would be involved in that cloaking within the local regional systems of that's why they chose the technology not same with the the traveling fast uh, materials on hand. So anyway, sorry about that pen pal, but I was frozen and, uh, and then of course very quickly, but, but you know, it being, you know, being on the verge of being a commander and knowing there's probably seven minutes or five minutes left for me to become a commander. Uh, and then wondering, you know, what I should do, like, but I couldn't do anything. But then I knew Stan, I was looking, and then very quickly Stan, you know, this is where, you know, your technology, this, the fact that Stan and Spike and the ship's computer can talk to one another, it still took them too long as opposed to a person that said, oh, just follow Scooter's eyes. Uh, but because they're computers, just like problem solving with the humans, that it hits them. But it just so because they're analyzing and reanalyzing, you know, problem solving trees or something. I don't know what to call it. But so then they said, oh, we'll just follow Scooter's eyes. And I, I had already, don't worry, I, that did not plant the idea. It was already there. I was looking where the ship was. I wouldn't say it's intentionally, but, my, you know, my commander sense probably was uh, kicking in. So I was looking where the ship was anyway. And so, you know, the, the, the computer and Stan were able to adapt very quickly and follow my eyes. And I was able to flick my eyes, you know, to say, do this, you know, faster. But that's about it, you know, direction and speed. 
Uh, and, you know, Stan can monitor stuff at a much more precise rate than a human could. So there we are. We're following the ships, you know, or the, well, the ships, yeah. They're cloaked. Uh, staying cloaked. We know in the tax, tax clicking, the clock is ticking and the promotion. But, you know, also we weren't thinking about that because, you know, even though I could only see and cry, you know, or my eyes provide wet, you know, wet, wet themselves. I guess that's it. And pale, my eyes wet themselves. Hilarious. Is that, uh, so we'd forgotten about the ceremony, you know, that's too busy commanding a ship, an ultimate. But so we kept up and I said, well, sooner or later, this was his thinking. I guess my thoughts weren't frozen. I could use one of those beams to freeze my thoughts. Probably make me very, if it wasn't there, you know, that could help uh, me and a lot of other people. Fraught, frozen thought beam. So we kept following the ship, and then the ship went into this orbit, and I said, well, just we got to stick with it, you know, staying. That was just uh, looking, looking up, looking up, looking up. And, like, uh, I think we went down a rabbit hole. Like, mostly I was focused on following this cloaked ship, but, oh, boy, did the sisters have to crew the ship after this, Ben Pal, because we went into this orbit, and then it was just a fake out because then there was a slingshot. I think because it was like some sort of anti-friction atmosphere shot out of that orbit. We were in a solar system. Uh, then we went through some like micro asteroid belts, which are the worst. They don't know why they don't so go get more press. That you can't like, but the sisters had to you know to deal with that, which you can't like like a. Parsec, remember that game I told you about, Ben Valda? I had big asteroids. This one had teeny tiny ones. And so that, you know, that was a big, 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 but sisters got through that, but they figured it out. They problem solved. I could, I don't even know how they did it because I was saying, just keep you, I couldn't do anything but keep my eyes on it. And if I looked at the sisters, you know, Stan knew that I was distractible, but it just, anyway. Then we end up in some other, I think it was another, I don't know if this might have been, you know, my imagination might have been running, but I could have sworn there was something to do with carrots, maybe weaponized carrots. You know, there's these universes, I, or you know, I was just hearing bits and pieces of what the sisters were saying, but I could have sworn I heard carrots, carrigs, currigs, carrigs, carrots, carrots, it could have been carrots, but I don't know what a carrot is. Um, but I thought that there was something like, uh, that grabbed on. I was like, is that a kid, the, the carrot thing you pull the carrot with, that's gotta be pretty strong. So that was just another challenge. The sisters overcame, uh, then there, there was, of course, like, uh, like, like we, we came under, you know, we, we had to deal with stuff, you know, like, uh, and I guess they could have taken over command. I guess sister could have taken over command cause it was a battle situation. Uh, here's the situation when a battle starts, the quartermaster goes on vacation, bump, bump, but you know, but in this case, it was just, this was an all hands on deck situation. So it didn't, no, I don't, I don't even think even anything devious. I mean, the, the task at hand was right in front of us, but only I could see it, but I couldn't move and I could only sense it. Uh, but it was there. And then, like, uh, again, I think, it, I don't know if this was a slingshot situation. 
Uh, then, 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 oh, then we, so then we went through the battle, which is obviously trying to keep us from something. That was it. And I don't even, not sure what happened. I just saw, it's a bit like being on like a, a ride at that point, you know, like flashing stuff and sisters cursing, you know, totally normal ride and the shields and stuff. But I was just in charge of following this, this like, uh. I mean, I, like, uh, it was, that was pretty cool, actually, because one of the sisters was, like, so it was, like, uh, there was two navigators. Like, or I was navigating, and sister, one of the sisters was driving, like, dodging stuff. Uh, and that worked. It was, like, some sort of adaptive uh, battle control, because staying in the ship's computer would course correct. But I don't know. I think it was based on human beings and algorithms working in sync perfectly. Like, kind of reminiscent of driving. Like, like if you had rubber bands. I guess if you used rubber bands, but probably, but they wouldn't work as good as an algorithm, I, I think. Uh, but then that's when, after we got through this, this like, uh, battle-type thing, or, or you think it was like a security defense thing, but to be honest, uh, there's shouts of, like, I think wormhole, uh, which is different than a black hole, less risky but still unknown. Uh, but we came out of this, we came, went through the wormhole, came out of the wormhole, back in the va- vacuum of space for a short period of time, like very short, like instead of getting dumped out, you know, in something where it's like also, but then, uh, but then Stan just started leaking out, or not Stan, the, the ship, like before we could even, like this cloud started appearing, and then the ship came out of cloaking, but it was already like this cloud streaming out behind it, like it's releasing all sorts of stuff. And then it was headed towards this cloud, and I, I said, oh boy, there's a little bit like the cloud of delusion that encircled Earth after we were exposed to space, and finally Earth was exposed to, you know, the whole... I don't know if you remember that, Pen Pal, because I don't know if you're on Earth, but, you know, we were Earth-bound humans, knew about outer space, not, you know, some familiarity with it, lots of thoughts about it. Then one day Earth gets exposed to outer space, you know, very quickly. We got on the outer space map and, you know, we started getting visitors by beings from outer space. Outer space technology, you know, improving Earth technology, traveling to universes, meeting creatures from, you know, all sorts of stuff. Overwhelmed some people on Earth, Myself included, pen pal. Uh, but also, you know, a whole, whole new way of life. It turns more potential to, to things to do, you know, of uh, outcomes. And then just as quickly, this delusion cloud comes in and circles Earth. We're separated from space again. This was a cloud we were going into. And as the ships, so so was, as we shot into the cloud, I realized very quickly this was a thick, thick delusion, and it had almost an immediate effect on the sisters, and then it almost had an immediate effect, like the, the, the computer. Anyway, like the sisters, they became debil- instantly debilitated. It was so intense. Uh, now, for me, it was also almost impossible for me to track the ship. I was trying to for a little while, and then I was losing it, but I still had this vague sense, so I was still trying to, uh, but then I didn't know if I was, like, going to lo- get lo- like if I was chasing a delusion or not, but I, I don't know. 
it was almost like there's like a laser pointer on my brain, but w- within it, like a fog. And the sisters were, you know, it was, it was a tough, tough situation. And quickly, you know, my old, like, I went into commander mode once again. Because uh, they said, oh, like, we got to get, like, uh, we got to get, this is going to be trouble for everybody because we could, you don't want to get caught in a cloud of delusion. Also tried to be like, is this Earth's delusion? But then I couldn't move around and Stan was following my eyes. And then I tried, I said, like, uh, I was like, I don't know what, what to do. And then Stan started, Stan started, Stan and the computer and Spike, they really showed up big because Stan was like uh, some training we were working on, but uh, offering uh, alternate ideas uh, to deal with the situation. And, and just like humans, I say, Stan, there's no bad ideas. Spike, mostly no bad. You know, I said, if we're stuck as the crew and you're listening, monitoring, you know, like, it, I don't know. And then so Stan just started, and it was also Stan's way of coping maybe, uh, but they started offering like uh, ideas and theories because Stan was like, you know, assessing are we going to get stuck in this cloud? Are we still following a ship? Or are, and, and Stan said the one, a bunch of stuff, like cause I said, no bad ideas. But Stan said one theory is that, uh, that whatever was controlling me being frozen uh, was like a sub, like some sort of subspace uh, thing. Because Stan said, well, you know, we've been processing your brows furrowing when we were in atmospheres. And, and like your forehead was wrinkling. A computer noticed that. So that being in an atmosphere, and Stan said, even the, like barely the cloud was, Stan was like, I can detect something. And then Stan said, well, I don't know if that furrow is permanent or it just looks deeper. And I said, okay, anyway, Stan. So Stan said, you know, if we could get to that. And I said, okay, okay. And then I had this vague idea, and this was very complicated, but it like, uh, like, well, mostly just yes or no questions. And Stan said, well, do you want me to do this? Because I, like, looked at Stan. When you might make eye contact with Freestyle Soda Machine, for the most part, the Freestyle Soda Machine knows what it means. If you're not there for a soda, uh, it means something, you know, way bigger than sodas. But, you know, I mean, the soda machine, if you're not there for soda and you're staring at a soda machine, the soda machine needs to put that in context and say, well, why is this person staring? You know, if you're a regular freestyle swimmer, well, maybe a service, maybe, you know, something else. So Stan knew, and so at some point, the decision was made via my eyes uh, to just make a, a space jump uh, uh, towards where I suspected the tow ship in the Neches was, uh, which I figured was, I figured we were in the outskirts of Earth and they were going to go land on Earth and hide out. Uh, like, cause it, they wouldn't have gone into the cloud of delusion, just get stuck there. That was another theory. And so we jumped, and we jumped right into, like, uh, r- right into the outer atmosphere. And just like you've seen, Pen Pal, probably, and everything, in, like, w- like a friction, frictiony atmosphere, like, ships, you know, blah, 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 everything's... The sh- but the good thing was the ship was shaking... And sisters, sisters were like shaking out of the delusion. Mostly, you know, they were a little overwhelmed, 
boom, you know, I had full control of my body and mostly, you know, as much of my mind as I have can, you know, so I sat down at the controls, uh, staying in the ship's computers, you know, we were jumped into the atmosphere. So it was all hands on deck, you know, half of each of the sister's hands to try to bring us in for a landing. And then, of course, the malfunction started, just like you see, you know, beeping and beeping and blurping. And, and, uh, and again, it's just so, like, I don't know, like, uh, whatever, like, the ship was barely under our control. And so then, you know, we did, we, we, like, I was trying to control it. We were, you know, doing all the safety stuff to, to, to get ready for a, a soft, soft, uncontrolled landing, as they say in the sleep podcast world is a, you know, that kind of landing, uh, partially controlled landing, uh, you know, with something that rhymes with hash. But so we get in and then, and then, we, you know, we're all working together. It wasn't as, we're in the zone, so it wasn't that stressful. And then, boom, we punched through the outer atmosphere and it, honestly, part of me was like under, you know, I was operating at such a high capacity because I was po- positive we would punch through and I would see the blue green of earth, you know, and we punched through the atmosphere and it was more of like a, a gray brown. And then I said, like, uh, stand, stand where, you know, and then Stan was like, uh, trying to figure out where, what planet we were on, you know, matching maps and not, not coming back with anything, but that was just a little bandwidth. Cause really we were still trying to control the, the, the descent of the ship, the slow feathery, you know, those helicopter seed like descent ideally. And so then we went in and, uh, got the ship down, uh, relatively, uh, uh, we were all strapped in, and, and, the, and the ship landed in some sand. And believe it or not, Pempel, that's where I'm messaging you from now, is the planet we've arrived on, uh, and uh, thus far, that's what we're doing. So I think we're going to be here for a little while. I don't know, like, uh, after reserve, you know, we have to re- we do have solar, but, but I, I'm going to be honest, Pempel, it'll be a little while to till... I mean, the next time you hear from me, it might just be instant for you. But, I, you know, I, I got to conserve, conserve energy now because we're here on this planet. We don't know anything. It's unknown. We just got here. And so we're going to, you know, but, but so we might be here a while. So I'll talk to you when I talk to you, pen pal. But thanks. We're okay. We got plenty of water for now. And food, soda, you know, plenty of soda, so much soda. So uh, don't worry, Pen Pal, I'll be in touch at some point uh, when I talk to you. Oh, bummer, I just realized I missed my promotion ceremony. I'll have to pitch that to the sisters. Maybe today's not the best day, but to say, well, why don't I just be commander of the ship? And this whole thing proved that I really am the commander, don't you think, Pen Pal? I don't know if they'll agree, but I'll talk to you. I want to thank uh, some of the reviews on iTunes. SJ Doughboy, who try it like uh, the other reviews. I'm someone who that cannot sleep. This has helped a ton. Thanks, Doughboy. Uh, Ella Saint S to the C. Thank you. Podcast wonderful. My head finally calms down and turns off. Thanks, Ella. 
How about Ali Bongo Triple Zero from Ireland in the UK? Sleep with me has changed my life. I've been using this packet over a year. A massive impact on my life when I wake. I know Scoots will be there, but also help my anxiety. So I spent less time thinking and obsessing. If you have similar issues, please give it a go. Thanks, Ali Bongo. Uh, Miss Johnson, 14, it works. I've been an anxious sleeper since a child. This is perfectly boring podcast is a cure. Usually I'm asleep within 10 minutes of pressing play. And then uh, Shebe Chevy, 1220 from the USA. Thanks for everything you do. Amazing. Thank you for the review that you uh, did do. Uh, this one comes in from Amar Devakawar. Uh, the force with Scooter Strong it is. It needs some serious forces to beat the brain bots and get on my mind. Uh, I'm dealing with the medicine to help uh, uh, dystonia, and the medicine causes sleeplessness. I have circular thinking caused by logeria. I think it's logeria. I never, I, I know a lot of people that, uh, I don't still know how to pronounce it correctly, though. Low. Lajorahea, Lajorahea, but uh, they've kissed the Blarney Stone, and uh, they have, you know, they're dealing, this person is dealing with a lot, and uh, it makes it tough, and, you know, but now they say, Scooter Drew has infiltrated my mind, and I finally get to hear another voice that rambles just like me about things they can't predict. So that's my hobby. That's one of my big hobbies. Works put me asleep every other time. No other podcast, music, meditation, uh, or anything else, even melatonin help uh, conquer the crap that I rap until it's caught, until I caught this pod. Uh, thank you, Spree Fever Doppelganger. Yeah, that's right, uh, for the work you're doing. Uh, thank you. It's a very nice review. This one's from Aug, 1982. Genius. I love him for taking the time to create a podcast that takes the sleepless. Amazing, and it works. Uh, do you like pills? How about Mama Pills, who says the best? I found this podcast was having trouble with insomnia due to anxiety. Now it not only does it help me fall asleep, it helps me ride out uh, you know, panic attacks easily. Uh, keep keep up the good work. I'm going to use the Amazon link. Thank you. Amazing. This is from Dylan Roosh. Uh, started with the older episodes and listened every single night. They made Sleeping a Breeze. Uh, lovely podcast that comes in from Emily KB4. Uh, such a wonderful resource. Always puts me to sleep when my mind won't relax. Thank you. Uh, love it. That's from ALB0219 from Canada. Uh, wonderful. I uh, want you to know it is, uh, has an underlying plot, but it's too effective. Thanks, ALB from Canada. ALB. How about Jamie8716? Amazing. I've always had a terrible time falling asleep. I wish I knew about this guy sooner. Spycast doesn't always put me to sleep right away. But they're successful so far and they make me laugh. Big fan. Highly recommend. Thank you. And how about, uh, I gotta zoom in here. Iridi, 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 Umapora. Iridi, Umapora. 
Uh, it definitely helps me fall asleep. Started listening a month ago. Listening from earliest to latest. Only through 2014 at the moment. This is a good podcast. Glad I discovered it. Turn it on and go to sleep. How about from Canada? Can rocks. You know who can rock? Can rocks can. Oh, love it. Uh, not sure how the scoot does it. Over the last week, I've gone to bed so soundly and comfortably. This podcast literally life changing. Oh, thank you, Can rocks. And this is just the end of those thank yous. And last but not least, a naughty mouse from the USA. Interesting and boring. The topics and ideas touch on this are interesting enough to make it tolerable. Listen to stream of consciousness and rambling make, make nature make it easy to drift off to. Wish you had known about this when it started. Thanks, everybody, for the support. Uh, if you want to review the show, just go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. Uh, thanks.